I'm Chris Ronzio. Welcome to Organize Chaos. In today's episode, we are featuring Playbook 2022 highlights from the sessions with Mignon Francois, the founder and CEO of the Cupcake Collection, Natalie Dow, director of people at Liquid Death Mountain Water, and last but not least, Jason Freed, author of Rework and co-founder of Basecamp and 37 Signals. These sound bites cover everything from the power of building a culture of kindness and why the owner's word weighs a ton. If you want to watch the full sessions, head over to Trainual's YouTube channel and look for the Playbook 2022 playlist. Mignon, as a brick and mortar business, um, you did talk about how you have a social media person when you were going through your team, right? Like when did you decide to prioritize that? Because that's not necessarily something a lot of like restaurants really pour investment into is like, we got to think about our brand on Instagram. Right. But like, how has that been a component of your strategy for scaling up? So I hope someone listening will take um, heed to what I'm getting ready to say. I didn't know when that time was. That time was told to me. And so I had a young woman who was working on my team. I believe she was about 19 years old at the time. She was a freshman in college studying um, digital marketing. And one day I was passing down the hallway. Now, the Cupcake Collection exists in the house where I raised my family. And so the, the bakery was in what was formerly the family living room, which was where my ex-husband had his man cave. So cupcakes come out of a former man cave every day. And she opened the door into the hallway on the side of the house where we lived and says, hey, Mignon, you know, I know that you try to get Facebook posts done and I know that you are, you know, hitting or missing every now and then. But I think I could do better for you um, so that we can get more followers. And there's this new platform starting. It's called Instagram. And I would love to make an account for you and just begin to handle all of these social platforms for you. And I said, where can I give you the passwords? And she took over it. I never questioned it. I never checked behind her. Uh, and now she is our di- she is directing all of our social and marketing now. So I just I think it's similar to what you're saying over at Liquid Death. You trust the people to do the work. And if you give them ownership of their own time, of their own gift and talent, they will bring to the table things that you didn't even know you needed. And I want to be a place where people can grow and become. So when it came to that, I I never, I never even wanted my own Facebook page. I had to become, you know, a, a member of the community because of my business. And it just grew from there that I then end up becoming an influencer, a personality, just because people needed to see what it looked like if someone who was just like them made it. Someone who was just like them, who whose lights were being cut off, who was losing everything that they had, whose cars were being repossessed, could take the only thing they had in the world, $5, 
to feed their family. I gambled it. If it didn't work, my children weren't going to have food and I didn't have any more money to get them any. And so that's what we stand to represent today. Not only that place where you can learn as you grow. And I think that's the biggest thing that I keep hearing you say is that we just showed up to do something cool and to enjoy doing it. And we made sure that we were kind first. And that's, you know, similar to what we're talking about. I I see a sign in my neighborhood that says of all the things you can be in the world, choose to be kind. And I, I'd love that because what the world needs now is just a little bit more kindness, a little more grace, a little more joy to be offered. Like, don't don't pander it to me. Like, don't make me beg for it. Offer it. And I think that that's what I think that's what we all just need. And so we've been able to do the same thing with joy. I've got a granddaughter who is seven years old. And when she was two, she would stand in the lobby and say, can I hug you? She would just ask customers, could she give them a hug? And those were the kinds of things that people were coming in for. When you couldn't control what was going on in your life, you could control a $3 dessert, like to sit down and remember the last time you had something that good, something you could be in charge of. And it's also been the thing that has kept us growing during this pandemic, during this last climate that we've been through is that this was celebration that people could afford. And it still was able to bring people together, even though we couldn't even be in the same room. So you're talking obviously a lot about kindness and, uh, and Natalie, one of the core values you you walked through was kindness, right? Um, both of your perspectives, I'm curious here, like, do you find any challenge trying to foster like a, a super kind, accepting, caring culture? Is that at odds with trying to drive for accountability and, um, you know, performance, uh, management and all of that? Can I give you one more before I throw it back to Natalie? Yeah, please. Clarity is kind. To be clear is to be kind. So if I tell you what I need from you and and you know what that capability looks like, then that is kind. And I think that sometimes people want to lead with, you know, being nasty or catty and to hold someone accountable to what it is they've already promised you is to just be clear. And that ultimately is ultimate kindness. And I think that's what we need to change. We can be graceful in everything that, that, that we do. And that's something that we are striving for um, on our team is to handle everything with grace. God, let me walk into a room. And if they say anything about me, let them say, oh, she was graceful. I might be a little clumsy too at the same time, but I'm going to handle you and offer you grace because grace is offered, you know, unto me. Totally. And I'll back that as well. One of the reasons why I said kindness is one of our, you know, five values, but probably the first thing that we focus on as a company, um, ironically speaking, because we're supposed to be, you know, this badass company, um, is because we are sick of that corporate-like culture. We want to shift it into this new realm of what this can look like 
and we have the opportunity to do so. So why not do it? Start from the ground up. Um, and I will say a huge part of executing what that kindness looks like is not the execution of it. It's the hiring process. It's actually one of our values that we live by. Um, so when I'm interviewing somebody, when our hiring managers are interviewing anybody, um, anybody on the team interviewing anybody, um, kindness is one of the factors that we take into consideration as a priority. Uh, so we've been lucky enough to build from the ground up um, and hire upon kindness and the reason why we do that is because, you know, clarity comes with that. Authenticity comes with that. Being able to have that experience and understand with us that we all want to be kind to each other and we don't want to be stagnant in this old uh, culture and community that exists um, in past companies. So, yeah, why not yeah. just refresh it? There are no rules. We can do this. How do you think as employers, we can make it safe for our teams to have that balance? You know, because we can say, you know, oh, you work nine hours to 10 hours one day, we'll work six or five the next day, you know, go pick your kids up from school, go to the baseball game. And if we want that culture of balance, how do we make it safe so that our people actually take us up on that offer? I think um, as a leader, which might be, you know, a manager, a boss, an owner, whatever, you, you have to live by that. You can't say these things and then drive people to, to not be able to do those things. Now, again, there are occasional moments, maybe you're launching something and like something breaks, like it's all hands on deck right now. Like we need, need to fix that. Like, and if it's 10 o'clock and the server's down, like, of course, like that's a totally different game though. That should like happen once a year. Maybe if, if that, you know, it should not be like every every other week there's like chaos and like we're working nights and there's everything's ASAP and everything's busted. Like people are, are reasonable and understand occasionally you need to put in more because something is urgent, important and, and needs to happen, but everything can't be urgent, important and needs to happen. So you've got to, it's like the crying, cry wolf thing. Like you can't cry wolf as, as a business owner and, and push people that way. You got to like, if you say something occasionally and ask someone to put in a little bit extra, they'll do it because they understand this is not the norm. So that's a big part of it. Second, you can't be working on the weekends either. You can't be posting things on the weekends because other people are going, oh, he or she's posting stuff on the weekends. Like I should probably be doing that. Like they run the place and they're doing it. Unless you do it and say like, hey, I took Thursday off because I was at my kid's baseball game. So I'm, I'm putting some time in on the weekend to make up for it. Like you just would have to explain yourself. But if you're working all the time and weekends, people are going to follow the leader regardless of they, they just are. That's just kind of how humans work. And so you've got to be very, very, very careful. Um, I wrote this essay a while ago um, called The Owner's Word Weighs a Ton. And it's also the owner's actions and not just owner managers, but whatever it might be. Like You've got to recognize that the example you set is an example, whether or not you meant it or not. It is. So got to be very mindful of that. Otherwise, you can find yourself asking people to act one way, but they're going to act the other way because they're going to follow your actions more than they're going to follow yours. I remember when that movie came out, Horrible Bosses, I had this slide with the, the movie poster in a, in a deck I used to remind people that when we are the entrepreneur, the business owner, the boss, um, we don't have to be horrible bosses to ourselves. Like we can have some balance and set some some rules and set a good example. And and I, I think you're preaching that, which is great. Hey, can um, I add one more thing, actually, if you don't mind? Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's important. A lot of people ask me like, well, what about when you're first getting started? You must have put in crazy hours back then, right? 
I'm sure I did a little bit. The problem is, is that the things you do over and over and over are the, are the habits you set. So there are certainly moments I can remember where I worked long, um, but it wasn't the norm. And it's not the reason. Like it can't be, if I don't work 80 hours, I'm not gonna be able to make any progress. So if, if, if you're starting out and you're putting in 80, 90 hours a week constantly, there's not this magical time where you go, okay, I'm gonna dial it back and work 40. Because you're conditioned now to believe that the only way to do what you've done is to do it that way. So it's very hard to break any habit and especially work habits. So I think it's very important early on. And look, if you need to put in some extra time, I get it, but maybe make it 50 hours instead of 40, but don't make it 80 and 80 and 80 and 80 because you're not gonna stop that. You're just gonna keep doing that. Hey, thanks for listening to Organize Chaos. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe or leave a review and share it with anyone in your network that you think could use the information. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on social at Chris Ronzio on all platforms, and you can find Trainual at Trainual, just like a training manual. We'll see you next time.